0: What's up, guys? I'm Jonah. This is Brad. And uh, we're doing a super mellow intro. I'm feeling good today, man. Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. Just so you know. Can I, you tell? It feels like a Friday. I
1: mean, I know that Friday to you is just another day, Jonah. I remember when I was self-employed and didn't have kids and uh didn't matter.
0: I had a band. I had pianos become this tea. Stay with me two nights ago. And, uh... They stayed out all night drinking, and me and their guitar player and their sound guy went back to my house and just watched YouTube videos and went to sleep. <laughs> we used <to laughs> So that's where the, I'm at.
1: in the Goops days, we had a big band house, you know, that... Like, where was it? It was on East 6th Street between A and B. Wow. Um, yeah, it was very well located. Centrally located. But uh, there's this band, Boss Fuel, that from Providence, that were just awesome friends of ours. Great, amazing band, too. But... You know they would come down for the weekend, and we'd play like one or two shows with them. And uh and by Sunday, you know they would just be like, they would be so destroyed. I'm sure. I remember their lead singer Paul was once. He goes like, man. He goes, he goes, Brad. I don't know how you guys do this, man. I've only been here for like a day and a half, and I'm like, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Paul, you know, we don't go 250 percent every single night like you are doing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I uh, I had a really positive experience this week. I, um, I've talked about in this podcast before, I've had this, what I thought was a sciatic injury, and I haven't been able to practice yoga, or do anything for nine months, it's hurt when I bend it over, and I've tried physical therapy for four months, acupuncture, chiropractor, nothing. One of my yoga teachers was like, you should see this healer guy, and I was like, when I hear healer, I think of, like, crystals, and I was like, I'm so cynical, and I was like, ugh, yeah, I'm sure this is going to be a big help. I went on this website and this guy had really good reviews. I was like, eh, whatever. I went to this dude and he was like started pressing on my stomach. And he's like, has anyone tried pressing here? And I was like, No, it doesn't hurt there. It hurts my back. He's like, Hold on. And my stomach was so tight. And he was like he was like, dude, he's like, your stomach is clenched so tight. And he's like, It's actually like I think pressing down on the nerves in your back. And he's like, and I think that's why your back hurts. I think it's all coming from here. And he started sort of like doing this massage on my stomach. And then showed me how to do it at home. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I woke up the next day and was like 50% better. Ah. I can't, I'm going back today. I could not believe it. Like, it's made a bigger difference than anything else. So it's, you can't, you know, I mean,
1: you should, yeah, use whatever works. Like, this is right. what I find. Like, the idea, you know, there's this American ideal of Western medicine, which is a fucking, it's basically a bunch of car mechanics that are working on people instead of cars. Like, yep. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. None of them know everything. They're marking stuff
0: up. You're getting tests you don't need. Just like <laughs> every time you go get a fucking oil change and they try to sell you on 30 things you don't need. But they're need. so
1: ignorant about a lot of stuff. And like, yeah, you've got to go to these other alternative Fucking, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. I mean, I guess now there's probably more Western doctors now that are starting to embrace these kind of alternatives. But, yeah, it's so frustrating. My wife used to go to this guy in Chinatown. Like, she swore by him. Like, this Chinese doctor. Kind of, like, same thing. Like an Is it the guy Steven goes to? No.
0: Okay. Because I went to that guy it. twice.
1: This guy speaks no English. Okay. Like, she would, she would have to go in and, like, point, like, to parts of her back and be like pain pain and go like pain pain and she, yes pain and that is literally the the extent of their conversation yeah. but she's she described it the same way like you know she'd have she'd have this pain in her shoulder and he wouldn't even go near the shoulder he would start like in an area like at the bottom of her spine and sure enough like that was
0: yeah it was it's was all connected baby yeah it's all connected it was so crazy and, I, and no one had tried this and i couldn't believe it so yeah I can't stop massaging my stomach, basically. <laughs> so, like, I was at this Faith No More show, and my back started to hurt, and I was like, I was like, I hope it doesn't look like I'm, like, jerking off or something, <laughs> because I'm just pressing against my stomach, and it for some reason, it's, like, relaxing my leg. I don't know, man. It's wild. Uh, today on the podcast, <laughs> uh, we had some of the guys from early November. Uh, I've known, um, known them for a while, especially Joe. Nice Ace I guess. Um, some of them I don't know as well, but they're all super nice dudes. I met them. We talk about this. I was on really good friends with this band, Limbeck. And uh, probably about 10 years ago, still living in Cleveland, Limbeck was on tour with them, Cartel, and uh, Newfound Glory. And they were staying at my house in Ohio. And they said, Joan, we're doing three shows in Cleveland. John Cheese was tour managing them. Do you want to come to Canada with us? And then we'll drop you back off in Cleveland in like four days. And me working from home and having nothing to do It's like, sure. And so I spent, yeah, maybe four or five days on the road with them. Um and it was super fun. And uh early November broke up for a while and now they're back together. And they just came up with a new record and I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna pronounce it right, even though it's only <laughs> I'm a professional writer, and it's a five letter title. <laughs> Imbue? <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. <laughs> I'm that what does that mean, Brad? Inbue to 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 uh, drink? No, it's imbibe. No,
1: no, it's to it's to it's to uh. To to give to, I guess. Okay, it's like the best to imbue, like to. God, I hope I'm right. Now,
0: <laughs> I mean, I can. You You, you, are, know, you already sound smarter than me because I'm. I have no. It idea. It is
1: still like fairly early, and I could. Uh, I could come up with some total BS at this time of the
0: day. I could look it up, but I'd rather hear your definition, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's accurate or not.
1: In imbue, it means to massage the rear quarters of a horse in order to prepare it for a race. Okay.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that's probably a metaphor in this case. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, this was a super, super fun conversation. I want to thank their publicist, Talia, for also um, setting this up. And uh, if we had a guest host, uh, I want to thank them for coming by. (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Maybe we did. I don't remember. <laughs> You'll be able to hear when you listen to this episode right now. It's going on track! Oh
2: yeah. I wish cargoes were cooler. Don't <laughs> right. you? Yeah. Wish what so was cooler? Cargoes. Why aren't they cool? I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're no, I feel like they're out no. for some reason. Like cargo shorts might be okay, but like mm-hmm. a full cargo pant.
3: No. I think it depends no. on the circles totally you run in. in. Like yeah. I think cargo pants and shorts are still very in uh-huh. with like the shredded Abercrombie hat or like. Absolutely. Look. Yeah, oh. really. I think so you just gotta like, run with those dudes. So, so like
2: do? the rugged sportsman, upper class white guy? Right. Like that type of vibe?
3: Well. Party dude, frat bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, frat, frat like, bro,
4: frat guy. Like, yeah, we're military. Uh, that's very. Oh, that's true. No, Maybe some expats, yeah, <laughs> but
2: those guys actually just need a lot of pockets, right? Yeah, yeah right. They For stuff. To like I have this Swiss Army knife, which serves me no functional purpose when I'm home.
3: That's like mm. the cargo pant of it knives, is. though. It, <laughs> it is. is great. It's
2: got everything. I so got the stuff. one with all the stuff on it. Even check it out, the, the pliers. Thick.
4: Nice. You know, that's
2: cool. But I have a plan. It's got this big knife on it. Okay. Which like I could never envision stabbing somebody with this. Right. With anything really. Right. Like right. I'm just I'm just generally not that stabby. So my new plan is really? to take this corkscrew. <laughs> I, I this corkscrew it. here. And do like one of these jobs oh. and do like a poke and run. You could just hit him with the illustrate for twist people as you poke. Just listening, I have this corkscrew in between what? My Pointer and middle finger, and the idea is to just punch somebody with the corkscrew rather than try and stab. I feel like it would be quick,
4: yeah, and then you're out of there. See, now I think you should just use the knife without anything open and hit them in the (laughs) chest with it and make them think that they were stabbed. Use the fear. Like psychosomatic. You look a little
0: more intimidating with a mustache, i got to say. I like it. What do you think? But I think it's like you could—I could see, like— you getting away with something like that. Right. Uh, That's why my first
5: impression of you was stabby. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I carry this umbrella.
0: Because...
2: (laughs) You know, I work really hard to cultivate that kind of feeling. So thanks.
0: That's what I got. I think the label was really pushing that.
2: Yeah. yeah, They're like, listen, push the stabby. Enough with the nice guy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, edgy. That's how you. Right. That's how you get hits. It's it's that's edgy, how you move yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how you edgy. That's how you get likes. Mm-hmm. Is edginess. Yeah. So Today we're
0: joined by. Jonah, there. the king of edgy. <laughs> I'm the king of edgy. Joined today, early November. Um, yeah. You guys want to Ed- introduce <laughs> yourself like we were joking about before? <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, Joe here. I play guitar and stuff. I'm
0: Bill. <laughs> this is how I sound. Hi, I am Ace. Hello and there, guest host. Benny Horwitz. Hi. Woo. Back from tour. Everyone, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for yes. coming, guys. I'm glad this worked out. Um, I was telling Benny, we re- really hung out. First of all, is everything okay in here? Room's too cold or good time? No. Oh. Got it out of the way. So, uh, so we met uh, on tour when you guys toured with Limbeck Cartel and Newfound. Mm-hmm. And I was on tour with Limbeck and uh, in Canada. How long ago was that? That's maybe like 10 was, years ago? That was 2004. 2004. It mm-hmm. was 11 years ago. Are you serious? No, that was
5: 2005. Never mind. One extra year.
3: We did the 2004 tour with Limbeck and Hey Mercedes, Oh. But, which was fun. And then uh, we did a, a bunch of support yeah, stuff with Newfound Glory, and they popped on Limbeck for like a run of the dates. Not the right, whole thing, yeah, but like a good run. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was fun. But was we met fun. before that. Yes. We met we on Warped Tour. yeah. I don't know which one, though. Was it oh four or oh two? I'm not sure, but I do remember. I'm um, maybe 02, Someone we got mistaken for each other. Oh, good. Someone was like, "Great yeah. set today," and I was like, "I set up a booth." And yeah, like, you oh, were playing with. Oh yeah, my band did play some shows. Yeah, but I, no one said we played on like the Kevin says stage <laughs> yeah. at like eight in the morning or something, <laughs> which at that time was in
3: was on the the parking lot, like on the ground. Yes, I like, remember literally
0: in the parking lot. And the best part though was I was working on the tour. I've told the story before, but my band would have to. Get in a van and drive to the next city and I would just go to the barbecue and hang out and sleep on a bus. God. Ooh. But I also had to work on How
3: day. oh who were you working for?
0: I was working for AP. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was
3: gonna say, how mad were
0: they? They were I think oh. they were pretty mad.
3: Yeah. But. If Bill got to go on a because we did oh. the first warp tour in a van and by first warp tour we did three or four days of it and then flipped our van. Oh, <laughs> I think shit. I think and it was intentional because we hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was intentional because we hated it so much. Um, in a van, rather. But if Bill was like just cruising on a bus on Uh, that tour? You guys would hate me. Oh, I'd hate him. Wait,
0: so you guys flipped a van and then it got stolen? And then another one got stolen. Well,
3: yeah, we did like four or five shows.
5: Um, Our van, our driver fell asleep. We flipped over. We flew home for like a week. We got another van, all new equipment, and it got stolen the very first show.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't didn't play a show. We we tried to go to a strip club in Atlanta, and we parked it in a lot and uh as you can tell we're shit. Oh, did you, you go that one. Yeah. Famous one? Exactly that yeah. one. Oh, the um, Caledonia? No, it's called the Cheetah 3. I don't know how famous kind of, it is, uh, but apparently yeah. it the, was pretty oh, there nice. was like celebrities rolling in when we uh, got yeah. there. Yeah. The it guy like was
2: classier like finger in the bumhole
3: kind of classy. Like okay. like there were white limos out front. Oh. I'm pretty sure we saw Raven the wrestler wrestler, right? Yeah, it was a wrestler. And cool. there was the guy the guy who told us where it was, who was also the the man who stole our vehicle, yeah. said, "Hey, they won't even cuz we had our drummer was 17. He's like they won't even card. There's no cover. We got there. It's like 21 plus, And there was like a cover fee. And we're like, yeah, this guy's stealing our van. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be
5: two blocks away from Fuck. where we parked. But it was like two miles. Yeah. And we walked real far. Got there. It was gone. It was a sad moment. <laughs> so did, you didn't
0: go wow. into the strip club at all? No, no we couldn't get and in. And you no. get back to the lot and just the van's gone. Yeah. We knew that. As soon as we got okay. to the strip club, I was like, uh, he stole our van. Yeah. yeah. We, we ma- knew that.
3: Ace and I were walking in front of everybody. And we were like, Why have we stole the van. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, let's just not say anything. Because we don't want to freak anyone out. So then, when we arrived, I think him and I just start laughing. He we did take laughed the key like crazy. His, his wife was with us. Oh, with so his this buddy. guy had the k- keys? No, <laughs> let's.
5: The story stops here. It's over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> story story's over.
3: <laughs> he, he asked for our keys because he said it's a big van. We might need to move it. And we said, "Well, it's yeah, a lot. Sure. Like you know, uh, if
5: you park here in in New York, right? Yeah. Most lots that you park at, you need to leave the keys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and that's right. what it was like. So we had to leave the key just in case they had to move it because it was a bigger vehicle. Mm-hmm.
0: I understand. However,
3: there was a big sign which we noticed later. After we saying, got back, no attendant on duty. Do not pay attendant. It's like you know, you do everything from this machine. Right. We it's, just didn't see that. Right. We were also eager and wanted to go see boobies. I guess. Yeah, yeah?
0: dude. It's that. It's, that could happen to anyone. It, <laughs> to it can.
3: It can. They
5: somehow convinced me and my girlfriend at the time. It yeah. was a very smart idea. She was like, uh, she couldn't have been more than eighteen. Yeah. I was like nineteen.
3: So this is our first tour. This is how we started. Okay. Okay. No one asked, but this is how we started being a band. At...
2: <laughs> oh, that's not only your first warp tour. That's your first tour. First tour. And to answer
5: wow. your question, we are very
0: edgy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, you started out hard. That's almost yeah. like a jail story, like yeah. like early on.
0: Did you guys yeah. ever? You guys ever have your van stolen? Not
2: a whole van. Been broken into, but never yeah. a whole van. Yeah. And I've slept in the van
3: in a lot of scary places. Oh, just to make sure that no one... Yeah, the yeah. idea ever. I've, I, I've yeah, done that, is. too, but then I'm
0: also like, what the fuck am I going to do yeah. if someone tries to break right. it? Like, people exactly. have, like, I've seen people peer in and I'll just, like, knock on the, like... Yeah, and you usually... just got to make noise, really. Yeah. I, I've yeah. just made...
2: I actually use it still to this day. It's kind of my tactic if I'm afraid in a situation. Just make people think you're, like, off. Yeah. And I just make weird noises and things like that just to confuse people. It's a good strategy. And yeah. these days when I've been walking around my neighborhood and I walk by somebody I find generally menacing at all, I um I kinda like I've started like blinking and stuff uncontrollably. <laughs> so I'll like walk by and just kind of pretend like I got this like little twitch and like that I'm like and nobody even look fucking looks at me twice anymore. It totally works. So Yeah, so I don't know if you guys are feeling threatened. I was about that. And if you get circled, start masturbating.
3: That's
2: that's my other trick. Really? Yeah. So you can get
3: you can get you can get stabby, or you can get blinky, or you can get masturbating. (laughs) Yeah. Any of those three will work. And
2: these will all add to your guys' edgy, already edgy title. Yeah. Oh,
3: so very good. Yeah. Out of the gate, we were like the edgiest band on drive thru because of that. (laughs) <laughs> like because of those situations Because it wasn't a very edgy scene Right We right. were very edgy Because we actually Like we almost served time And by almost served time It's the guy who so- stole our van Would have st- uh, served time If we had
0: caught him Or if, had any yeah, evidence Yeah we never caught yeah. him Yeah that's Yeah that's more than The Benjamins right. can say Or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. trying to go back The Benjamins um, So when did you guys Start playing again?
5: 2011
0: was it? 2011 Yeah, yeah. Okay so what were you guys kind of doing? I was curious. I know you were doing yeah, your solo
5: stuff. I had a bunch of bunch of stuff. You were. Um, he
0: was in Hello, Goodbye. You're in, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did hang out when you were in Hello, Goodbye, we did. too. Yeah. When you guys shot that video, you went to Main Drag, like oh, rented yeah. some stuff. Yeah. We and shot you, the video not far from here. And you were working at Disc Makers. That was before that, yeah. That was before
3: that. Yeah, working there for a year. And then I got a call from Forrest, and he's like, can you play keys? And I was like, not really. He's like, well... <laughs> Our parts aren't hard. Do you want to be in the van? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, let me just check. So I had to quit my job and he's like, Yeah, hey, we're going to Japan in like two weeks, and you go, I'm like, Absolutely.
0: And that was it. So it's
3: with those guys for like four years.
0: And that when you were was that when Travis was in the band yeah. and Mike?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Mike, who was My old band toured with him when yeah. he was in the Valley Arena. Yeah. And Great. then Trav and Andy Richards. It's okay. a good time. And Ryan. Yeah. Ryan's Ryan Daly. I only did one tour, Ryan Daly but he's killing it yeah he's doing pretty good ryan dale is in a band called pray to lights now
6: okay yeah
3: doing well uh bill had a fun time he was digging graves yeah he was a grave digger
4: no that was just a short intermittent thing that was part of when i worked for a uh, tent rental company okay we did parties (laughs) bounce rides and we also helped the guy in town uh (laughs) fill in grapes (laughs) (laughs) just come with the shovels you know but after that, no, I was growing vegetables on farm. That's
3: right, you did that. Where was that? He at? was so
4: tan. In <laughs>
5: it was amazing. Was. <laughs> For our first practice, it was amazing. It was yeah. just leathered. <laughs> it
2: was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Was, what were you growing? What was the uh, harvest? All
4: kinds of vegetables. It was like an organic vegetable farm. That's cool. It was yeah. in New Jersey? Or? Yeah, Egg Harbor Township. Okay. It's called Jaws Creation. Nice. nice. Of course yeah. it was. <laughs> hey, this,
2: this can perhaps lead into the jersey portion of yeah, this interview so, uh, so took some
0: did some research something so I, I never do i did some
2: research <laughs> so who's from hamilton me you and are I. you both of you guys are yeah so you are aware that hamilton's the blueberry capital of new jersey yes I assume. sir
5: the world is it it's the world correct. well i
4: mean that's what we like to say yeah. okay it was for a certain period of time i think it got overtaken yeah by i think like, it did get over, like overtaken. it's like argentina somewhere. or something yeah now, somewhere, somewhere
3: it's like, Still a lot
2: And it was it Ocean Spray owns a lot of stuff down there. Ocean Spray
3: does, yeah. Yeah,
2: so like I know it's it's weird, but like when you're growing up there, like how aware are you of like the fact that these are like like berries? Like that's our thing, like here.
5: (laughs) Very very much. We have the blueberry festival every single year. Really? What's that about? I mean, now it's like this really big thing where it's like there's uh, all these tents. They bring in all sorts of like it's like a big fest. We enjoy blueberries.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's what we're about. That's awesome. Things are just getting edgier by the second. <laughs> I yes. gotta say,
4: yes, uh-huh. we're crazy. There's and another festival, the Cranberry Harvest Festival. They got wolves there that sometimes are just there. They just like tie up a couple. Yeah, of them. <laughs> they, they just show up. There's like a guy with wolves. <laughs> and you can look at them. Hamiton's
2: starting to sound like Game of Thrones now. <laughs> like I'm just picturing <laughs> burning flames and wolves yeah, and yeah. feast and
3: harvest. You're, what area are you from? Brunswick, right?
2: I'm from that area. Yeah, I'm from uh, Somerville, like Som- okay. Somerset oh. County, and then yeah, I lived in like New Brunswick area for like right a decade. But my brother went to Stockton State. That's where my wife went, and that's like when I found out about the Pine Barrens yeah. and like the culture down there, which goes to my next part. Did you know that Hamilton <laughs> is one of 56 municipalities in New Jersey that is part of the Pine Barrens? Yes, yes, I sir. assume you know. Yes, sir. So again, alluding to the history, what about let's talk Jersey Devil? We
0: can get, we can <laughs> get into Jersey What's Devil. Yeah? You can you want? explain the, what the Pine Barrens are to people who aren't oh, from New sure. Jersey?
2: Well, no, you guys should explain. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the north. The
5: Pine Barrens are like this big, dense, massive forest that sits on the. I don't, uh, I don't know how
3: many acres, or
5: yeah,
4: I
3: don't know. It's a huge, thousands. So. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. If you look at a picture of the East Coast at night. You know, with all the lights and everything, there's like this one dark circle in oh. South Jersey, and it's really a very empty all. Yeah, it's bunch of trees, but really, it's beautiful. really interesting, it's like, right. uh, wild, awesome. and ecology. I would
3: think most people think of New Jersey, they think of like what's over the bridge, you know, from New York or whatever. And sure. like New Jersey, every, every band we toured with, New Jersey, oh, the place stinks or right. nice. it smells bad. It's like, yeah, but like where we grew up it's just like can't get more rural, really, yeah. as far as like for the state goes. Sure. Um, so the Pine Barrens, Ace and I, when we were yeah. in high school, used to drive my truck back there yes. into the woods. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. look terrific. for weird shit. Like, do you but, have a
2: nice four by four?
3: Yep. I had a Bronco
5: too. Yes. it was. Uh, it was nice. It was awesome. Oh. I felt, felt great about it. Me and Joe used to get stuck in mud. We mm-hmm. used to do fun stuff.
3: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we never saw the devil uh, himself. Right. Mm-hmm. But we know, I'm just, uh, somewhat aware of the story. The Leeds, right? The Leeds devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mrs. Right. Leeds.
3: Yeah, she mm-hmm. had thir- 13. 12 kids and then got, and the father was real abusive and she hated all of them or something. And then she got pregnant again and she said, may this one be the devil himself. And then she, mm-hmm. the devil sprung up out of her and... Took off into the into the pine barrens, and people still see it to this there day. There was yeah. one
5: weird time where we we were driving down that dirt road. Did, like, I do remember this. Yeah, and like there was some type of like I'm not kidding. It had maybe it was like a half a mile in front of us, but it was like this light that started like moving back and forth, like swaying up and down, and then it just started like getting closer and closer, and we kept driving towards it, and then like we were like we have to turn around right now, and we just booked as fast because we were so creeped out it was a jersey devil with a flashlight it was probably like (laughs) it was probably like you know at least one o'clock in the morning yeah so it was you know around the time where you do stuff like that
2: we're getting edgy again Mm -hmm. i mean but that could not been the that could have been his eyes
5: that was his eyes it was yeah yeah he he, he spoke to me in my soul
2: right yeah i love it what did he say he was like (laughs) 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 yeah he Play the best song. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. I love this stuff about the Jersey Devil. Yeah. But if people still see him today, that means he's like or she, excuse mm, yeah. me, yeah, it could go either. Is way. like could be up to like 130 years old now because mm-hmm. the first stories are 1880s, 1890s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be an old beast <laughs> if she was still kicking <laughs> she had around. Kids. I'm
5: pretty Baby sure. Devils,
2: that's yeah. <laughs> El Diablos. <laughs> So, all right, so that's cool that we talked about the Jersey Devils. Yeah. Did yeah. you know anything about that in no. Ohio no. besides for just the hockey team? What? The New Jersey Devils.
0: And that's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't know there was a mythology behind it, but I know there's, like, a lot of— We had on um, Chris Gethard, mm-hmm. and he worked for the Weird New Jersey— so uh, he told a bunch of I know there's like a lot of mythology there's
3: a, just a lot of weird stuff
0: in that state because yeah.
3: in the weird New Jersey like weird USA we had, they had the show they have the books like it started out as just weird New yeah, Jersey because there me. is so much weird shit like it, it's a lot where you live too or like mm-hmm. where you grew up like uh, what is it called uh like, Shades of Death Road. Yeah, like that's cutting. right up there.
2: I had uh, Devil's Tree. Yeah. was up by me. Um, we had the Pig Lady's house. Oh, that ooh, was right lady. by me in Hillsborough. Nice. You guys know about the Pig Lady? No. This no. is a funky one. It's uh, back in the Doris Duke estate in Hillsborough, um, which she had owned for, for, I mean, I don't know, 100 years. And it's this giant part of Hillsborough with these stone walls. And it was all her property. And you could, like... She the estate, she had these greenhouses, pretty cool thing. Um, and actually, she died maybe 15 years ago, and there was like a giant battle about her estate and who gets it and whatever. But back there, it's a creepy road, and I remember actually the people who took me back there were, do you remember the band Bound, X Bound X?
0: Yeah, because uh, Jason so Shevchuk yeah, was in it. Jay yeah, it was Jason
2: Shevchuk who wound up being in like Kid Dynamite. And none more black and bands like that. And then, is there a girl
0: in the band? Tonight? Yeah,
2: Dana Berkowitz was a drummer okay. who ended up playing in like Reach the Sky and, and all these bands up in Boston. And then Dave Underwood was the bass player who wound up starting Radar Mercury, who oh. turned into the break. Yeah, yeah. this whole uh, old school, yeah, a lot of, yeah, yeah. yeah genealogy too, yeah. of these bands. So, those guys are from Hillsborough and they took me out one night. I didn't want to go. Just to, to be clear here, I'm not adventurous like this in the nighttime when <laughs> things are scary. I'd rather be in a house, maybe maybe smoking a little, watching something funny. You know <laughs> what I mean? I don't like scaring myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, say so take me back here, and it's just these stone walls, pitch black back there. And they just slow down and turn into this driveway, and there's just this big-ass, scary old house in the back. And... You're supposed to turn off the lights. You honk your horn a bunch of times, and you yell, pig lady, pig lady, pig lady. (laughs) (laughs) You turn on the lights, and she's supposed to appear in front of you. Like, that's, like, the thing, you know? And we go back into this driveway. They turn off the lights. It's just pitch black. Everyone, like, freaked out and just, like, reversed and went out of there. So I didn't have... I didn't have my experience with the pig lady, wow. but it is a scary fucking place. So I don't why, know.
0: Why do you guys think that all this? Cause I, we don't have that kind of stuff in Ohio. Like, yeah. why do you think New Jersey? so has so concentrated I, maybe, there? Maybe <laughs> old
3: age. It's old.
0: Yeah. It's
3: old, but it's also has, it's not the city, you know, it's, it's, it's connected to two much larger cities. So you have like the space for weird shit to go down because i think a lot of this stuff with the just amount of people right just can't can't live in like a city like new york i'm sure they have like their folklore but just too many people too much change happening in a big city right and i think new jersey's always been like where those people go to live or you know their children or whatever and there's a lot of you know it's still kind of rural there's a lot of farms there's a lot of trees and weird stuff happens out there
4: something in the water maybe Maybe. Maybe.
3: (laughs) And the history, too. A
2: lot of the haunted stuff around New Jersey is because of like weird Civil War stuff, slavery stuff. Like, I know Devil's Tree is apparently a thing because they just used to hang people there, and that's why it's haunted. Yeah. The scariest part about that one is the Nazis who chase you off their property in pickup trucks. Yeah. That's scarier than the mythology (laughs) on that one. But,
3: (laughs) yeah, just a weird place. It's just a strange Every time I would tour here with Hello Goodbye, and no one was from the East Coast at all. They'd be like, "New Jersey's so weird," and I'm like, <laughs> "I don't understand what's so weird about it because we grew up." And then when I lived in California, I came back and I'm like, "It is pretty weird." Yeah. But it's a, it's weird in a cool way. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I think because it's relatively transient, because a lot of people are coming through and going other places, you just get like a good mix of stuff going on.
0: But it, yeah, the not pumping your own gas thing is always always weird to me. I love it. Yeah,
3: it's great. I mean, it's it's great that you can. It could be freezing or raining. And right. Yeah, know, someone's job is to do that.
4: Right, it's one less thing.
3: It's nice. It's well. It's Oregon too. Does that too? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know. That. Yeah, Oregon is the other one.
2: Only two.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, enjoy.
2: Mm-hmm. The, see, I feel like people from Ohio like you don't have that history. You're like people who like, broke their leg on the way to get gold.
0: <laughs> and we're just like, fuck it, I guess i like,
2: All right, I guess they have, like, steel, so we'll just do that yeah. instead. Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: I think that's a good point. <laughs> that's fair.
2: When you guys are traveling <laughs> in the U.S., do you ever, like, get to, like, Denver or Salt Lake City or, like, Reno and think that maybe, like, people were part of, like, a really big carriage train with horses and, like, you know, it must have been a long, arduous journey, mm-hmm. and they just got to, like, another mountain range, and we're just like, fuck it. Uh, all the time. <laughs> That's right? where they got uh,
4: dysentery and just stayed behind. Like, yeah.
2: I can't make another one. I'm done. <laughs> this place looks fine.
3: And I always wonder, like, what made somebody se- – like, you know, when you're going through, like, just middle of nowhere, then you hit, like, that one town. You're like, yeah. what made you settle there? Yeah. It's uh, I, water. There must be a river or a lake nearby or something. something. But like or yeah, – Yeah. Just what, what happened there? Yeah, And then you kind of feel bad about everyone who lives there now, and then you feel bad about that thought, and you just keep driving through, and you never stop.
0: I was at, like, a McDonald's in in my hometown when I was, like, in high school, and I ended up talking to some girl, and she's like, what's it like living at, like, this rest stop? because it was just, like, off the freeway. I was like, this is, like, the suburbs. but It's not, like, a rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, literally to her, it's like, yeah, there's, like, an Olive Garden and a McDonald's, and then you get back, a gas station, and then you get back on the freeway. Right. Yeah, yeah that was pretty dismissive.
3: Yeah. But uh... <laughs> You live in
0: a rest stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you ever think what you would be like if you did grow up in that place?
3: You know who I was asking, uh, the Bantani Moving Parts? They're from, like in between somewhere in Minnesota and Fargo. Like, they're in between Uh somewhere even less interesting. And I was like, what was it like? Like, how did you find punk rock, like, in that place? I thought it was tough where we grew up, Mm. because it was pre-internet, for the most part, pre-internet. And uh, they're like, oh, there was one band, and it was us. Like, we're the only band. So, like, we were two hours from Minneapolis, which is not bad. And, like, an hour from Fargo, nothing's happening in Fargo. So it was, uh, I was always curious about that. Like, how does it reach? How do you do anything other than farm if you're from that area?
0: Those guys also seem like the happiest dudes of all time. Super happy. <laughs> Maybe that has something to do they with do it. They do drink like, a lot of beer. Yeah, that probably <laughs> has something to do with it too.
3: <laughs> Maybe that's because of where they're from.
0: <laughs> yeah, although that sometimes it makes me really like. I drank a bunch of rum the other night. I normally don't drink rum, but it's one of those things where it's like you get free rum if you're playing or something. We we're in Texas, and I. I like start like talking shit. Like I like. like, What do you think? I'm like fuck that. Like it's like that's not my personality at all. But I feel like certain kinds of alcohol will bring out. Yeah, you guys feel that way? Uh, Mm
3: -hmm. I I only I really I like gin. Yeah. So I'll usually get a gin based drink, but I always will have them. Like if I am going out to a show, there's gonna be a lot of people to talk to, and you kind of want to talk to them all. I'll drink, you know, a couple drinks, and then I'm like, don't go too far, because then you're gonna be an asshole. Gin makes you sin. My dad used to say that. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I'll be like, don't go too far, buddy. I'll start talking shit. I'll be like, yeah, fuck that, man. Yeah.
4: And it's like, no, don't say
6: that. Yeah,
4: yeah. I used to, yeah, really enjoy whiskey, but, you know, I feel like it would sometimes make me a little headstrong. Take <laughs> yeah. you on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or people would want to pick fights with me every time I drank. And then you realize it's something you're doing. <laughs> right. Why is everyone fucking with me whenever I drink this? Yeah.
2: There are some people like that, you know? I've known people who have been like, yeah, I get into fights all the time. I'm like, you fucking start fights. Yeah. then you start hanging out with them. And, like, some people do draw trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know what it is about those people. Do any of you draw trouble? No. 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 Someone say yes for the edgy thing. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lots of it. (laughs) I feel like I attract, like, if there's a crazy guy in the street and he's like, I need someone to fuck with, it's always me. I think he's just trying to Uh talk to you. I don't know. No, that happens dad. to me all that. the time too. Really? I've had
5: people like come up to me and like start barking at me. Yeah. And like I, start shaking me. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Shaking you? Yeah. Like I was walking out of a venue with my wife once. Like I was walking down the street, and it's always like frat dudes. We have to be like a college type of place, and like to come up to me and start like, you know, trying to get rowdy and whatnot. That I'm was like, a
3: really big fan. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that seems to always happen. I get that too. Yeah. I'm a and I
0: know, like I can see it. I I know it's going to happen.
2: What's going on here, Jonas? Is that this your is phone awesome. giving us directions?
0: It's reading. It's something. giving directions to this place, Bibber and Bell.
4: <laughs> we have to go there right now.
3: Do you think it like yeah. I fi- it's trouble? A- oh, Do you guys believe
4: crazy.
2: in signs? Because we mm-hmm. should maybe go to this place right I'm now and it. see what's happening. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, this is <laughs> oh this is God. insane. The series just transcribed everything Ace said, and then says, I found a lot of liquor stores near you. Wow. Gave oh, me whiskey. Yeah.
3: Ace is like, you're like the singularity. You're the one who speaks to machines. But, yes. oh
6: wait, wait
0: I want to read what it says because it's so wrong. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Quote, whiskey and strong for people There are some people like that You know, like some people do draw trouble Yeah, I want to do Any of you draw trouble? Yeah, I feel like I try to fuck with It's always me up to you You get to come up to me And I start barking and shake in the <laughs> menu With my wife is walking on the street And it's always like Friday <laughs> what? And then it gave me directions to a liquor store <laughs> End of interview <laughs> yeah.
6: Wow, guys awesome. Awesome. Let's
2: get drunk, fellas what do? I, know. Wow. I guess that's what's happening Yeah I know where it to feels get it. Right. I
6: don't
2: know. Um now I feel like something's in the room. You well, know what so I mean? Like I, I feel I like... turned
0: on this thing on my phone the other day where it's like you can act I don't know how to activate it, but you can like if you say like talk Siri or like it just automatically peaks yeah. perks up or something. But I, I don't know why I turned it on and never fucking use it. But I was like I just turned it on and it's the first time it's ever happened. Jonah, are you worried at all about artificial intelligence? It's funny. This is something that I also talk about apparently a lot when I get drunk. (laughs) I talk about the singularity in aliens. What alcohol Um, makes you do that? Every single one because I kind of talk about it a lot anyways, (laughs) but I get less self-conscious about it. Um, I was talking to this guy, this really smart internet guy in Austin, and I was like, are you worried about artificial intelligence? Machine's getting smarter than us, and then turning <coughs> on us. It seems inevitable. Mm. And he was not worried about it. he's like, "I think it's just a fad, cool. all the Kurzweil stuff." Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you guys think? Do you do you think about like what things are going to be like a hundred years from now, like yes. with artificial intelligence? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
3: kind of can't wait. I'm going to be the first person in line to get. You know, like we were talking about this on the way off, like the uh, Apple Watch or whatever. Yeah, I don't want that, but I want one that just bypass. I don't want. I want it in my head.
0: It's. I don't think it's going to be that much longer. <laughs> I think it's going to be way sooner yeah. than yeah, it seems soon. like. Like, explain th- to
2: me what Apple Watch is.
0: Uh, I, don't, it's I really like don't know.
5: you look kind of weird that you put on your arm. It like replaces your phone.
0: Yeah, there's oh. a big article in the New Yorker about about yeah, but it's like basically like you turn your wrist. It turns on. It's like basically like the next iPad or right. evolution. It's just a smaller. But getting close to
2: that assimilation yeah. I mean, between yeah, man right. and machine. People
0: are going to look at right. us like and look at iPhones and be like, "This was like a joke, right?" Like, you like could charge tapes. this thing and pull it out and talk on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. That is curious. Do you guys, <laughs> guys looking have you guys seen like any of the Oculus Rift stuff or like the newer I've kind of seen VR some stuff? Of
3: it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't used it yet. I want to. I was uh, I was thinking it was at the MoMA for that Bjork thing, and I was there over the weekend. Okay, and she made a video for. Not necessarily the Oculus Rift, but, like, a virtual reality, like, thing. And I thought it was going to be there, but it wasn't. So I was hoping to use it. But I'm into that stuff. When I was a kid, I bought a virtual reality—I'm using air quotes (laughs) here—helmet for a Sega Genesis. Okay. And this was, like, totally off-brand. like Like, totally third-party, probably not registered with any real company. And uh, all it was was two small screens with a very large helmet. And you would play like that. And I hated it. And then it caught fire while on my head. And I threw it out my window that were, was the end of that so i'm willing to give it another shot you were like a pioneer so i was now, yeah, yeah i was like i was like lawnmower man
0: <laughs> dude there's a shit now or i was listening to this podcast with duncan trussell and he went to this <laughs> vr conference and yeah he was saying like they scan your face and then like if you're playing a video game it'll be like you can be like animals like other creatures but mm-hmm. it'll all have your facial features and he was saying how like in the future like you're not like male and female isn't even going to be a thing like you'll just feel like being a girl one day you'll be in that world like and just, just live in that world yeah but it's almost mm-hmm. like your physical body won't even matter well it's like that yeah.
3: second life thing which yeah. i don't think is like is as big a deal as it was right but like people were like living in it there's a whole mm-hmm. documentary about it i think it's called second life i watched one really and they're just like people who have these relationships on there or like a, a woman who is a man in there or vice versa and uh it seems harmless until you don't you know you quit your job and you're family leaves you whatever Maybe you may can be. make a
5: living on it too like yeah. you make
3: real money yeah people just like design little outfits and like they sell those little outfits for your avatar to wear mm-hmm. and like they make like, 50 grand a year or whatever selling fake clothing
5: you have to buy land
3: and all that crazy yeah. stuff wow we gotta get on that that's cool we're too late the are too late. It's
4: pretty much over. Man. No way. No, that's not over. No, no I mean, way. Yeah. It's like a whole new, it's a whole new realm that's opening up, you know, <laughs> hidden right there. All the hidden aspects of reality are like... It's like that Black Mirror show. Becoming more, yeah. uh, you know. But I see the
2: way people play those, like, RPG games and stuff, and it's kind of the same vibe as mm-hmm. almost Second Life. Like, you, mm-hmm. you make your character exactly who you want it to be, what, like, functions you want to perform, and then you walk around this world... I've, I've watched someone someone who I tour with is a big-time person into those, and I watch them play, and I literally watch for an hour where they're just, like, cruising around. Nothing happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not interacting with anyone. They're literally just, like, cruising around this right. world. And I'm like, wow, that's, like, video games now, you know? Yeah. Could have played a whole two games of Madden in yeah. that time, and he was just cruising around this world. But you get lost in it, and it yeah. is... But it's just as real as what we're seeing with our own eyes, is it? True. If we want to go there, I was just talking yeah. about
4: this the other day. It's more real, actually, than what we see with our eyes because backing off <laughs> all the all <laughs> the things that really drive reality. Some things like emotions that aren't real per se. You can't see them are actually becoming real in virtual reality, and they're more real. It's like more. I don't know how to say it. It's more real than what we actually see. Okay. the things that are yeah, a, driving reality. I guess in a sense. Yeah, like, you know? Bill's a big proponent for virtual reality. <laughs> well, it's cool. Yeah. It's like books and movies interacting with each other in real time, like creative ideas that are in this own separate realm that are able to interact.
2: Hmm. Interesting. It's still frightening. I could see it. Yeah. I just bought a really cheap Isaac Asimov book. Nice. I ran out of. I was just in Canada and I had no money. You guys know how that mm-hmm. goes. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm like on the street, but because I couldn't convert any money at any appropriate time. And I needed to get dinner, get a cup of coffee, and grab a book for 11 Canadian. So I found this like $3 Isaac Asimov paperback called Robot City. Oh and I, it was a cool story about this like kind of self-contained robot city that was building and feeding itself, but for humans in this bizarre way. And one of the things they talk about through that book is the fact that robots implicitly cannot turn on us Mm. because of our necessity of being for their necessity of being as far as like their programming only allows them to do what we would like them to do. And even if they were to go to artificial intelligence, something has to drive this need for them because they don't have emotional needs. They don't have – or are we saying they are going to? I'm saying, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, I think they can. more I think they'll yeah. develop them. Absolutely. I mean this story is from like 60s or 70s probably. Mm-hmm. So. I think
0: they're just going to be so much smarter than us that there's no way they're just going to be like, I'll just do whatever this idiot tells me. Yeah. Like, at one point, they're going to be like, fuck this. I should be in charge.
2: But are yeah. they going to get yeah. jealous eventually then of, like, our ability to just, I don't know, let's say have sex? Hmm. Just because they're like, oh, wow, humans
4: can just, like, feel good. Yeah, but see, that really, the whole feeling, thinking, it really makes the question apparent, I think, is, like, are humans robots? Oh. Is there any real difference? There's this radio lab that I was listening to. Yeah,
3: I know. Where they yeah, interview I know the most like advanced AI. I think it's like Bina 1432 or something like some numbers. And this apparently what's like the most advanced AI robot ever made. It's somewhere in Vermont. And Radiolab sends this interviewer who's English to go interview it. And because of his accent, she can't register anything he's saying. So I just think it's so funny how like the most advanced thing man has created so far Got tricked by an English accent. Well, what's also mm. crazy
0: is, like, and, like, what Kurzweil does a lot, too, is, like, that reverse engineering the brain. It's, like, we still have no fucking idea how the brain works. Like, right. how it holds yeah. so much information. How I mean, right. like, that's the only thing. It's, like, it's crazy. We know so much, and the brain is so much of it is still sort of a mystery. Mm-hmm.
2: Bill, maybe that alludes to what you're saying. Maybe the more and more we uncover about the brain, we will find out. It's that we world,
0: were engineered.
2: Right.
4: We're Absolutely. biological. Well, yeah. you know, there's the DNA right. is just a the technology. There's been Could a be? thing
0: where they've actually gotten into like really deep into like the brain, like the DNA, and found all ones and zeros. That's like a oh, legit yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, right.
4: It is, a, it is code very much. Yes. Yeah.
6: yeah.
0: It's digital. Yeah.
4: Now I'm looking Strange. at, I'm like in this room
2: looking at all you guys in kind of this right, we could. sort of suspect kind of way. You know what I mean? I'm like, they almost found me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kinda, I kind of got that like, Truman dude. show feeling right now that I'm like, maybe the only human among four robots <laughs> in this room or something uh, weird. Joe's like, let's talk about Disc Maker or anything <laughs> else. Tell me you can't envision Jonah right now going like this. <whistles> 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 and just pulling something off. Oh, I mean, roll. I could. Yeah. Never yeah know. Um,
4: Wait, do you want to go to my list? Oh yeah, yeah, so, yes, yeah. Wow. I think I had more. Let's see. I'm really impressed. Before we leave the AI thing, though, let's just take note that Ray Bradbury was thrilled with computers. He thought there should be more of them, but before he died, he he went back on it. He said, "We need to get rid of them. There's Ooh. too many." Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just a just a tidbit. Ray Bradbury. <laughs> and he king knew a lot. Science fiction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm just not educated enough, maybe, to even know. I can just no have one a knows feeling, the, right? Yeah. But, but I think we finished it sort of on that Matrix vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah so sure.
2: I'd say let's stick with that. For now, we are all engineered mm-hmm. by who we don't know. Ourselves. Philosophically, who we've deemed to be God, but probably just a group of people. Who made really advanced robots that look like us
4: or we yeah. did it and we just forgot oh yes i love Man. that i love that Forgotten knowledge or we're just programmed to not have that
2: knowledge oh
5: my
3: we god programmed
4: <laughs> ourselves
5: such right. forethought so we don't know
2: yeah Jesus. yeah we
5: can't, we can't like fathom the thought yeah like, see now i can't even get think off about this. it like because that shit's gross. real do you ever think like we're not allowed to picture an ending as a human you know it's like that type of thing like think about the universe. You can't think about it actually ending. All you could think about is that it has to keep going because something has to be beyond that wall. Something has to keep going. We're engineered to think like that, Bill. Hmm.
6: You know, or like we are we
2: engineered to not be able to think past that? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we are engineered with a very general question that can never be answered. Right. It is interesting. Yeah. So maybe it's not purgatory. It's just... This is what we're supposed to be. So maybe we rise up? Is
3: we're that the next too step? Too much work. <laughs> yeah, I sort of like the status quo of just kind of not knowing and having some robot overlords telling me what to do. I dig it. Have
0: yeah. a good time. They gave us the internet Dude. after all. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you you guys go have not go seen in Star Galactica. It's not no. good. We're going to be enslaved. Yeah, what if you're we're working like, camps. in a quarry? <laughs> no, well, they won't like,
3: quarry me. Yeah,
0: but <laughs> then, we the, then we get the chance to rise up then and it'll... It'd be a
2: cool story. But th- but you'll literally literally only be outfitted with rocks.
4: That's all you'll have. No, you could turn the robots into some kind of weapon. How are you going to do that? With Ingenuity. <laughs> Whatever got us here.
2: See, that's it. That's why I always think maybe
3: we're not robots. And yeah. Bill's our destined leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I think that makes sense. <laughs> He's the only one that can save us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. Between now the knowledge of your farming hmm. and your sort of you know, intellect on robots here, like, if the shit hit the fan <laughs> right now...
3: Oh, um, I always say that. I'm getting behind you. Every time yeah. we used yeah, to have the, you know... Sure.
2: the And I'll even give you this. I'll give him the Swiss <laughs> Army. I'll be like, you, lead us. Mm. Every time
3: yeah. there's like a what happened if the zombie and, you know, apocalypse happened, like, it all goes down, Bill's number one or two. A person I call, I'd be like, I'm going with wherever he's going. Who's two? Probably my wife. I just got to take her with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Bill's... Yeah, Bill's right there. Because he's going to know how to get us through some stuff. But I don't want to be around him. might them.
5: take you down the worst road Exactly. Every. And that's the thing uh-huh. with Bill. You know? <laughs> he's great. Oh, well, you got to that, <laughs> you know, that way. But, you he's very far to one side. You know? That's my, That's why I wouldn't follow him in the apocalypse. That's the only reason.
2: Because diplomacy is out of the question.
5: Well, I mean, and, like, you know, it's not like, it's like, it's very far to one His side. His idea is either going to be I so radical that it's going to work,
3: or it's going to just He's gonna be dead. He's gonna fall <laughs> right into the fire. You know? It's edgy. This is what. Uh, <laughs> this is like uh, an early November van ride. It's just like yeah. the most insane topic. And then it gets to the point where we're like, what are, you, what are we talking about here?
2: Perfect. This, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great.
0: Kind of yeah. like how this wound up. Yeah. What else you got in there? I'm oh, very curious. I wanted
2: to talk about the fact that Alan Jackson has a song called So You Don't Have to Love Me Anymore. And I was gonna make the point that how many fucking people probably used some lyric just like that for about a 100 years in rock and roll music? Oh, yeah. That's the only thing. I got to be honest. Until this morning, I'd never heard anything about that shit with you guys in the ghetto kids. Hey. No idea. Yeah. No idea. And I just want you to know for me, whatever happened I think is bullshit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, the... Much
5: appreciated. Yeah. yeah, no problem.
2: And we don't even have to talk about it more if you don't want to. No, it's not a big thing. I just wanted to bring I'm up no, the Alan
5: Jackson song. I have Jackson no fucking song. idea what you're talking about. Yeah, and the song we were Baby Blue. 21 years old. I was 20. Okay. And decided that the Get Up Kids were the most special, like, the band that influenced me the most. So I wanted to, as a nod to them, put that lyric into one of our songs saying... Letting our people, you know, fans who liked us know that this is where we came from type of a thing.
0: Which is something that your band does all the time. Which to me is just rad. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Yeah.
5: Uh, We actually got clearance from their management and them, what we thought was clearance. And then after the song was released, um, they sued us. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, we had to pay the mechanical on it.
5: So essentially I think the gag
3: order ended so we can talk. Yeah, about it's oh, it wasn't okay. a big deal. We were we were just I more figured so I think you just might not want to. That's it wasn't I... the money that yeah, yeah. bummed why us why out. We
5: we patched it up since then.
3: Yeah. So. We yeah. were just bummed that they didn't take it the way we thought they would. Yeah. Not like, like oh my god, they're going to bring us on tour just like, hey, we love your band. You mean a lot to us. That's the only reason yeah. the yeah. only right. reason we did it and, and I think it
5: was one of those things from their angle like they had built this really cool genre type like you know, they had they were one of the biggest bands in that and they saw us as these kids that were trying to, like, I don't know, I guess be lame. I I don't know what, but, like, I guess I could sort of see, like, being a little bitter about it. Maybe I wouldn't have sued them. But, I mean, if somebody did that to us, but I probably wouldn't have. I don't think I'd yeah. ever sue anybody. I but, mean,
2: I could see potentially confronting the issue. Right. You see you guys around and be like... Is that all about? You know what I mean? And then they would see us and be like... And if you find out it's in a good nature and it comes from that place. Right. Like, how the hell are you... Like, it kind of made me mad when I was seeing it today, when I saw that. Because I think it's so just, like, negative to the spirit of what, like, all of this is supposed to be or should be. You know what I mean? And the fact that, like, anyone can think that they, like, trailblaze such a path that, like, nobody's allowed to touch him, or that you're so special that nobody's allowed to grab from you or something. Like, the whole spirit of rock and roll is all just, like, tasteful stealing and moving it in different directions, right? And, like, and I, I would always think if I see any band that seems to be, like, influenced by my band or something, I'm, like, rad.
6: Yeah.
2: Cool. You know what I mean? Because that's the spirit of it all. And that's, like... Or that's the spirit I think it should be. So that's why I think, like, I don't know. That I ever, think it's ha, kind of Has anything like that ever happened with Brian? With your band? Because I feel like he, he does a lot of that. Yeah,
3: there's like Sam Cook references. Right. Yeah, there's
2: just like old rock and roll references. I mean, I doubt Sam Cook. I don't think he's alive. Is he? No. No. But like, I don't think the so estate
3: was like, hey, knock that no. off. It's like, it's clearly like just an homage that quickly goes somewhere else. And it's like, exactly. Um,. Yeah, I think I think when it came down to our thing was, we they could have easily just said no. We we would prefer you don't do this, and we would have totally been like, no problem. Sure. We respect that. Right. But the fact that we were given the thumbs up because we did it the right way, we didn't just do it arbitrarily and say, well, fuck them. Yeah, we we did it the right way and asked for the permission, and we got it. Years later, I heard from from them saying that they just weren't they 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 didn't like our label or they didn't like that what we did on that. Or uh, like what the label did because they were somewhat entwined in the very beginning, and uh, they just didn't they they wanted to get back at them or it was more of a, a thing for that it wasn't yeah. against us. But
5: I actually got to talk to Matt about it um, a few a couple of years ago for the first time. I'd never. Yeah, you guys did some tour together, right? right? We toured together, yeah. and you know we we talked. It was like you know I got a ton off my chest, and we you know cleared it all. We're all pretty good at this point, but. It was definitely, like, a thing. Like, they didn't, like, drive through. They didn't like the idea of what was happening in the scene. Yeah. Right. And that was just their way of... I mean, I get so it. So maybe it
2: was maybe more, like, just a reactionary thing and you guys were kind of the yeah. poster boys for their whole... Yeah, at this point, or yeah. something. it was,
3: like, 12 years ago. So every everyone was probably in a different headspace, yeah, absolutely. obviously. Like, absolutely. we were probably, like, oh, my God, how could they? And they were probably, like, we would just rather you not, so... Yeah,
2: and the funny thing is, like... When I hear stuff like that, because I could imagine maybe, like, they viewed themselves as a version of, like, emo pioneers or something. Yeah. And then you guys were perhaps, like, stemming off this other form of emo that was, like, coming later on. I'm old enough to remember, and so are you, emo that came before Get Up Kids. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right, and, yeah, like, right. the shit that created them. Right. Like, like they didn't pull their shit out of thin air. Like, that came from other bands. Like, sure. They came from other bands that I liked you know what i mean does get up kids exist without you know early 90s Revolution records or, or yeah, super yeah. chunk or yeah or Sebado or like any of that 90s stuff no but
0: this kind of stuff happens a lot this happened to thursday too um yeah because jeff because ta- they totally. had that song uh they had that line please take things hands throw them in the river what is that from it's from uh workforce drowning the first song on war all the time yeah and it's from some like traditional i wish jeff was here because he could but some some traditional kind of old poem or something and godspeed had used it too Mm. oh and when the thursday thing about godspeed was like you ripped us off all this Uh, stuff you stole our lyrics and jeff was like dude this is like a you guys didn't come up with this and this is like an homage to this and it's like so we wrote a song about godspeed on our last record called um f sharp a sharp dollar sign because they have that f sharp -sharp, infinity um haven't heard anything from them yet but uh yeah it's like that kind of stuff it's like you can't It's so weird. But I was so stoked on that um, Robin Thicke, Pharrell, having to pay all the money. Marvin Gaye's estate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like those guys, I feel like when you get that big, you almost feel like you can get away with anything. And to me, it was kind of nice to be like, no, you guys can't just fucking... Like, that, to me, is different.
3: Yeah, I I agree. It's tough. It's like, where do you draw the line between uh, influence
0: and, like copying or yes. like you're ripping off because everything's like, based on something
3: yeah and it's it's and it's all it's subjective until it gets so far like oh that's clearly stolen you right. know right. right so and that's just where it's a tough tr- uh line to draw there
5: i think you realize that it doesn't matter and that's the problem with this business like being sued by the getup kids was the best thing that ever happened because i it, re- it made me realize when i was 20 that this is a business it's mm-hmm. not about art it's not about that it's about like the second you enter it it's about a business but, like, what that did for me was made me realize what I, why I do it. And, like, I do it because I love to do it. So I don't see the sense in, like, somebody's ripping somebody off, fine. It doesn't matter. It's, it's supposed to be art. It's supposed to be, I mean, whatever you use it for. I mean, obviously that song was massively huge and everybody made a lot of money. But, like, at the same time, I can't see, like, actually being, like, that whatever you're making out of thin air here is I own a piece of that. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't don't like, I don't like that angle of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: So you think you maybe learned like early on that, just the separation between the two things, like, like what you can control creatively. And then sorry, but once it's like just out there that what, it's just not yours anymore. What it, when it's out there, it's not
5: yours anymore. Exactly. And that's how that's how I look at it. Like, I mean, I'm sure like if uh, if somebody took a piece of my song and used it and like they were just at my level, I'd probably be like, cool. But if it was a smash hit, I'd probably then feel a little bit different. I'm sure, you know, I'm not naive enough to think I wouldn't. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't know. I just think we should remember why we all got into this. Yeah, that would be cool. But for I think sure. that's
0: evident in like some of the choices you guys have made at band. Like I remember when I was at AP and I got that I'm so bad with the name, but that triple record. Yeah. And there was like a whole that whole spoken word thing. I was right. like I was like, this isn't so like not what I expected, yeah. like conceptually, but it's really interesting. Yeah. I think about that all
5: the time. Those decisions that went into that's why that happened. It wasn't like for me, I wanted to make something that was gonna be different. I knew that we had a we were at a turning point. It was either like you're going to make an album that can get you to the place where all these emo bands are going. The only way out of the glass ceiling is to the radio, you mm-hmm. know, it's the only way out. Or I can go on this other path, which is make the weirdest thing that you possibly can just because you like to create something. And hopefully that will bust you through the glass ceiling. Either mm-hmm. way, it's like, you know, it's always been my driving thing is to try and push what I can do. Not that it, that record came out great. Cause it, Obviously, has flaws everywhere,
2: but, mm-hmm. you know. That's well, a bizarre part about this business, isn't it? Like, you almost can get to a point where the the only way you can buy your freedom is to go through the top, right? Right. Like, because once you get to a certain point, you're tied into it. Yeah. You know, you're you're tied into these labels and managers and <clears throat> agents, and that's and just— And scene in general. And, yeah, yeah, and there's just these things coming from everywhere— and the only way you can almost achieve your freedom is like you can't sit in the middle and have your freedom, right? Right? You either have to be broken on the edge and really going for it, yep. or really going for it the is
5: other the way. Toughest place. There's
0: like no middle class in yeah. rock and roll, is there? Yeah. yeah. It's funky. It is, but that it makes me think about like that tour when I was with you guys. That was so crazy with Cartel because it was like right before they did that whole like yes thing uh, where bubble. they played the in that bubble. Yeah, yeah. and oh, they like were the reality. They band. were the reality one. Yeah. And it's like that band was so big and the, super nice dudes, but so big. But I feel like that was a thing where it's like, oh, we'll do this. This will be a great move to propel us to the next level. Give us, and it basically seemed like after that, it kind of like, not that they were like a joke, but it kind of like. M- it was hard to take it seriously and i feel like it kind of yeah. like yeah.
3: yeah i don't think yeah. anyone can look back on that and say it was like, was like the right move at yeah. the time i mean at the time i sure it was or like oh you sure. mtv was still like a totally a massive stronghold for breaking right. bands and it seemed and you know, dr pepper's behind it's gonna be this great thing but it came, it turned into a bit of a bit of a joke when it and those are those are great dudes and we're super good friends with them and i but i don't think they look back on that very fondly yeah and uh it, it was hard to like you know, this whole record's sponsored by Dr. Pepper, more or less. And right. It's like, you know, now there's like this corporate stink on it, which at the end of the day, everything is somewhat have a, has a stink, but you don't need to. You know, advertise. Doc, the Dr. Stink. Pepper presents yeah. a band's record. Everyone's right. Right. gotta take a
2: shit, but you don't have to put it on yeah. a plate and show it to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's something I struggle with too. Is that idea that like. You want to do something independent, and you want to do something cool. And every time I show up to a festival, I just see fucking Heineken banners, and I see Red Bull banners, and I see all this stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, like, as much as I try to stay out of it, those people are paying me today. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, I'm part of this, you know? And it's a weird line to draw when you get to that point, isn't it? Like, where, where art meets business yeah. and what to do with that. It's the classic problem that everybody's had, isn't it? It's not an easy... Thing to navigate yeah. through i mean i think of too like everybody talks about having their hit song and that's what buys them their freedom or something and then i think of like thinking not a surf that's what comes to my mind off the yes. bat because i remember the song popular and i was like yeah kind of cool mm-hmm. like whatever a long fucking time ago Absolutely. and then i'm in australia like six years ago hanging out getting stoned at some dude's house he's like you hear the new not a surf i'm like that's a band Still, like, (laughs) oh, rad. I'm like, put it on. I'm like, holy shit.
0: So good. Like, so good. So So many good. And And then I go
2: back, and I see this, like, body of work. Even the record popular is on is awesome. And everything they've done since. And I never gave that band a chance just because they had some, like, video with some cheerleaders in it when I was, like, too fucking punk rock for everyone. And I never gave them a chance. Did you you do
0: our last live podcast? At Union Hall, where Matt from Not a Surf played two songs,
2: no, not the last one. Okay, yeah, we had him perform. We did like... the first one where I cursed too much,
0: <laughs> as usual. Sorry, <laughs> he was he was incredible. But we we had him as a guest. Really? Yeah, and he played two songs with him and Emo. Yeah, and it was insane. Still badass. Just acoustic guitar and yeah. and yeah. it's just. And my friends after were like, "Dude, who? Like, I can't believe how." But yeah, they have like seven amazing records. But they is added the one. kiss
2: of death? Sometimes is having well, that song, you know. and on a certain level it can be maybe yeah or did they build enough of like a fan base during that time where they were able to like i
0: don't think they did i think they had to start more or less from scratch i think they basically started over i think a lot of their fans might not even remember that or yeah mm -hmm.
3: because if you go their shows now they don't do massive rooms like they do okay enough to sustain and their records are great like let go is amazing i know that's probably 10 years old at this point but like these records are really great but they're they have their fans now, but I don't think any of those fans now are, like, left over from the major label right. days. Like, I did a tour with Hanson, and those fans were still left over from the major label days. Oh, okay. And, like, the,
5: those... the difference, though, is that they've made they yeah. made it a foundation. Like, a, like, think about it. If I didn't have to worry about making money every single day to survive, like, I, I think about this all the time. I made another record last week. Why? Because it's what I have to do to make, I have to keep doing things every single day. If I didn't have to think about that, if I had a little bit more, you know, um, if it was a little bit easier, I mean, things would be way different. But when you come Mm -hmm. from there, like, you have that radio success, you're playing these shows, you're playing these, all the festivals, I'm sure everything that they did for a few years, they probably had a nice little, like, foundation to then, okay, we can be comfortable playing Thousand Cap Rooms every night and doing that for the rest of oh, our yeah. career because, you know, we don't need to get over that hump. Mm. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I think,
3: I think they built a very respectful. I mean, absolutely. popular was it was a weird, quirky novelty hit, but like yeah. it was a cool song. Yeah. yeah. And, that, far, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. record's cool. But then they went on to like make great records. I mean, a lot. I think you see that a lot, mainly out of the 90s, mm. you know, because it was so it was so not easy, but you can have so many weird things could be hits. Yeah, like it was yeah, such yeah. a weird yeah. time when you hear like
0: when you think about it when you're like the butthole surfers had like a hit <laughs> yeah. song like that kind <laughs> White of shit, like, zombie yeah like it's yeah. fucking insane like weedist is still a band yeah and
3: like they do well in europe from what i understand and like that's the weirdest song of all time like teenage <laughs> Turback's so weird and like they have built a career from having that experience and it's like Huh. I don't know much about their new stuff, but I know that they're still an active touring band, so it must be doing well enough to sustain. Which is the hardest thing in the world to sustain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, but you see a lot of that from the '90s. Such yeah. a
5: weird time. I feel like right now is sort of like that too. I like I feel like radio and that side of the, it's like way more creative and looking for something different. And that's why you hear like these random things on the radio sometimes. And I'm actually like,
2: I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And I like that. Might be hitting that arc again right now. Yeah. Like yeah, I kind of agree. I feel yeah. like that Adele song sorta of like I feel like rolling in the deep started something. I yeah. do, yeah, I do. Like that song was such a smash and I don't know, I love that song. Like I love the tune, I love the way <laughs> it was produced, was like yeah, not it was poppy cool. and right. Yeah, and I felt like that might have changed something. I guess I was hoping. maybe i'm just no i think it did i think
3: think with songs like that Godier song that was a crazy one too like pumped up kicks stuff like that definitely helped i think mgmt like opened the doors a lot with that too like what a weird band out of the gate you're like look how weird this band is they dress like aliens (laughs) and like that song was weird and it opened the floodgates for like weird synth pop which i don't know if it's like happening right now so much but it did for a good number of years
6: yeah yeah
0: weird time what do you think's next guys in pop music yeah (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't know. Robots build? Yeah, <laughs> robots? maybe robot music. Maybe computers oh, sorry, can start making this. It's already a problem. Every drummer in drum music thing, is fighting
2: yeah. the robots these days.
5: I love right now because it's like I feel like that side of it and not to be like too serious about it, but it's craving something authentic. Like it's craving the more authentic style music and like um not so I'm not saying that what was happening in pop wasn't authentic, but just the sound of it, the mm-hmm. textures. I think that's really cool. You see a lot more of that, and I dig it.
4: Yeah. Maybe humans will evolve vocal cords in our in our butts, and we'll start singing out <laughs> of our butts. Let's hope. Where Never do you now. guys,
2: like, where do you think, like, like, you guys have been around for, what, over 15 years now, right? Yeah,
6: yeah
5: about that.
2: Yeah, yeah or about to. there. Yeah. Like, so, like, when you can, especially since you stopped and you came back, I'm sure you've had a lot of time to, like, look at, like, the whole thing now. Like, where do you see it at? Like, do you see it as, like, this is where you want to be right now? Where, you mean the, where we are right now? Yeah, like I mean, band. obviously,
5: I think where we are creatively is where I want to be. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like where we are in the spectrum of where music's at and our peers are at and all that stuff, like, I mean, I think it's healthy and whatever just to always want to keep getting better sure. and keep growing. So, I mean, I think we'll always have that desire just to keep, getting better but i mean i'm pretty creatively at least i'm pretty comfortable where we're at awesome yeah
3: yeah things have gotten pretty cool over the past couple of years um you know you think about like the drive-through boom which we never really i think that's actually did us a huge favor was that we never quite fit in with mm. what was happening at the time yeah like we were i mean that label did everything for us and but it also was limiting to a point but we also did ourselves not consciously a favor but we came out of the gate Sounding different than like the starting line and you know something corporate, whatever. Um, we didn't have any screams, you know, like Finch, because that was all over the place at the time.
5: We made records to tape.
3: Yeah, we did the first <laughs> record on like, tape. Right. Like, this was a very, because we came out of like the, what you were saying, like the the early 90s, like indie rock emo thing. That was what we were into at the I'm time. I'm sure you hit Badami at some point. We did our first yeah, two, re- we did right. two, we did two records with him. them. Um, but yeah, we, we were coming out of like the Jets to Brazil, like J Tree, like method of thinking, but we just happened to be on this label. So I think that did us a bit of a favor when it came to like aging. It's like now, we, you know, not saying that the record stacks up, but it, it could. You know, it depends on who you ask, but um, just never quite fitting in, I think, did us favor so that now we can be like, you know, here's our back catalog. Here's where we are now. I think we may have aged a little bit more favorably than some of the bands who were very specific to that scene, which I guess is the challenge of being a part of any scene, mm-hmm. You know, remember with like the neon explosion with like Broken Side and all those bands, like they're not going to age. They didn't age well because it was <laughs> right. such, it was so too a time. A time to and like. we were always kind of harking back to the things we grew up on. You know, even with the Get Up Kids thing, which at that point the record was only a few years old, but always going back to the past while pushing forward, I think did us favors because we never cared too much about what was happening at that time, like in 2002. Mm. You know, we just didn't do it. It was okay, but we just didn't, we didn't play that kind of music, which I think worked out well because people look back on the early 2000s era of Emo, and it's not too fondly remembered right now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the best thing to be a part of, but I think, think we somehow escaped relatively unscathed.
0: All right. That was early November. Check out their new record, Imbue, um, out now. On Rise Records,
6: uh, check it out.
0: Rise, killing it. Rise, some of my favorite um, bands from yesteryear on that label. You know, like Hot- who? Do you want to shout out anybody? Hot Water Music, yeah. Um, the Jealous Sound. They got some. They've you know a lot of popular newer bands, but I I like I like the oldies. Because I'm kind of feeling like an oldie. There you go. He's touching the mic. I'm touching Oh, my God. Sorry.
1: That terrible sound you just heard.
0: (laughs) I'm doing what Brad hates more than anything, touching the mic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. What else, Brad?
1: I, don't know. I mean we're done this is it this and, is the end of the podcast I guess this is the end of we the podcast be, we don't need to be clever now
0: yeah I guess we I can... don't need to imbue it with anything else <laughs> no, there you go good job <laughs> thanks man <laughs> uh, yeah uh, visit us online goingoftrack.com. there's hundreds of other episodes if you like this one um, there's also a donate button if you want to donate a dollar or two to help us pay for our server costs we would greatly appreciate it so we can keep doing this for free and not go broke um, if you can't do that Uh, Leave us a positive review on iTunes. Uh, I just checked the iTunes reviews the other day. Pretty positive. Still hate the guy that said Stephen was a tool and I'm too Williamsburg for him. (laughs) But we have five stars overall. So fuck that guy. (laughs) Uh
6: We
1: need that guy. How fake would we look if we didn't have that one guy?
0: Yeah, that's you true. gotta have. That's neg- true. If
1: you had no negative reviews,
0: That's true. I, I do know some of the people who have left reviews are my friends, so I feel like those are are very very <laughs> sweet, but like mm, don't count as much. Right. So yeah. Okay. Thank you to that guy. <laughs> I don't even live in Williamsburg anymore. <laughs> I can't afford it. So hopefully I'm not still too Williamsburg for you. Hopefully I'm too Ridgewood for you. Um. What else? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. United Nations has some shows. Sound Advice. Check that out on um, Above Average's YouTube channel. Um, All my writing stuff is on jodanbear.com. That's updated. Brad is always doing a million cool recording things that we can't talk about. (laughs) Uh, And Steven. Steven. Steven's being a dad he's doing a damn good job Yeah, which is a pretty damn good pretty important job to raise two kids so uh that's really impressive simultaneously simultaneously he's also <laughs> ho- hosting stuff for yahoo um so check that out um he's check out his twitter he usually updates that and i don't know i think that's that's pretty much it's pretty much it if you, I, I think we could call it a wrap yeah yeah we, we could wrap we, it up we have no sponsors to thank um so i'd like to thank brad for being here hey We can always thank, you know, Rubber Tracks, Converse. Yes. Converse
1: gives us a roof to do this at, and they,
0: you know. Yes. Thank you to Converse. If it weren't for you, I don't know if this would exist. If it did exist, it would sound way shittier. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks to Rubber Tracks. Um, If you're in a band and you want to record at Rubber Tracks, uh, go to converse.com slash Rubber Tracks. You can apply to this beautiful studio in Williamsburg or the new studio in Boston.
1: Or there's pop-ups all over the place. Pop-ups
0: all over the place. Yeah, check out the site because... um, Yeah, the engineers here are awesome. I've recorded here. I've recorded here with my sister. I've recorded here with my (laughs) band. I've recorded in every room in this building. And uh, some of the best best engineers and some of the best sounding stuff I've ever made. So, um, yeah, thank you so much to Converse for helping us out. And, uh, yeah, we will be back next week.